Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the US Markets Wrap. I'm Sean Cheong. So the S&P 500 UAS earlier gains that brought the benchmark index to trade at its highest level on an intraday basis in nine months. Although it finished a 0.2% down yesterday at 4,273 points. Same story with the Nasdaq Composite and the Dow Jones Industrial Average dipping. Nasdaq closing down slightly, zero, about 0.01% to 13,229 points. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 0.6% to 33,562 points. Points. Meanwhile, Apple hit a 52-week high earlier in the session, although it is down slightly in the extended hours trading after the iPhone maker unveiled its highly anticipated virtual reality headset and a slew of software updates at the annual Worldwide Developers Conference. So joining us today all the way from New York with the numbers we have online, uh, George uh, Schulze, the founding and managing director of uh, Schulze Asset Management. Uh, good morning or good evening to you. Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm very good. So let's break down the numbers. So yes. first of all, let's take a look at the S&P 500. So that has broken past the 3,800 to 4,200 range where we have been stuck at for the last six months. So what's next now that we are testing 4,300? So with the S&P, there's, uh, there's, there's clearly a lot of uncertainty in the market right now. What is interesting is in terms of breadth, you're seeing a big focus on these technology companies, especially companies with AI as the uh, as a new, new thing. And that's where a lot of the money has been going lately. But separate from those big companies, especially those focused on AI, like NVIDIA and Facebook and, uh, and Apple and a couple others like those, we're really not seeing much performance so far this year in the equity market. There's uh, there's a bit of a uh, you know challenge in the market overall. So, do you think we're going to be testing four thousand three hundred more, or are we going to be seeing some sort of uh, back to the three thousand eight hundred four thousand two range? You know, it's really hard to say, but I think that if you think about the market as a proxy for the economy, um, there's still a couple concerning signs with the U.S. economy, and one is the uh, continuing inverted yields curve, uh-huh. and then also the big uh, regional bank crisis that we had during March and April of this year. Now, remember, the markets were all pounded last year. And so, so far this year, we've done pretty well. You know, the S&P is, you know, up a little bit. Um, if you look just at, at NASDAQ, it's up almost 30% or so. And that's quite a rebound from where it was last year. But But overall, uh, most economists in the U.S. continue to believe that there's a reasonable chance that we have a recession this year. And to the extent the markets follow that, um, there's potentially some downside risk. Right. And the U.S. has avoided the default thanks to that recently struck deal. But you go through this exercise every couple of years. Meanwhile, inflation is running close to 5%. And this time, the deal struck just enough to take us past the next U.S. election. So how is this debt ceiling going to feature? Is it going to feature front and center during the upcoming campaign? And how is investors and how's the market going to react to that? I think inevitably, yes. The the politicians that will be running for the next United States presidential election will certainly be talking about the debt ceiling and, and what their views were on it and how they, you know, how they position politically um, for the next rounds of debates. And we'll certainly see a lot more of that after the election because, in effect, the politicians kick the can down the road until after uh, the election's complete. 
Um, one thing noticeably that they did not do is they didn't make any changes with entitlement spending and that is Social Security mm-hmm. and Medicare spending here in the U.S. And so that's a big problem. Um, you know, we, again, as you said, we've effectively kicked the can down the road. And so there's really nothing to really be concerned about until the next election. But nothing's really been fixed, on the other hand. And so <laughs> it's certainly a, a troubling development. But thankfully, at least for now, we will not have a default which could have been a disastrous scenario. It's always a problem for tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> um, the debt ceiling aside, though, we also have a FOMC meeting upcoming. So how do you expect things to play out there? Yeah, so it looks like, you know, here at Schultz Asset Management, what we're expecting is that the Fed will probably punt and not make any additional changes during the month of June. But then during the month of July, there's a good chance that they'll raise rates one more time. I mean, you're clearly seeing in the U.S. continuing inflation pressure, And although that has slowed, you're still close to 5% inflation here. Um, Now, the Fed could not have ignored these issues with the debt ceiling uh, and risk of default, which was just resolved a couple days ago. And because of that, I think that uh, it's reasonable to assume that that they may take no action during the month of June. However, inflation, like I said, is is still a big concern. And, And, you know, if you throw on top of that, though, the fact that they've already raised rates a fair amount, you know, since they were since since they started on their mission from from effectively zero, um, I think if they wait another thirty days, it would be a reasonable outcome. Um, okay, let us turn our eyes to Apple. Uh, we know they just had their conference, and it's the talk of the town right now with the new virtual reality headset and a slew of software updates. So, judging by how the markets have reacted, and just uh, generally, what does this mean? for the AI and the VR world? Um, Well, it's one of those companies, actually, that's benefiting from this big focus of of capital coming back into the tech sector, especially with AI companies. So, you know, I think there's probably a good likelihood that that continues, although uh, we shall see. (laughs) At this point, though, we have a very top-heavy market. You know, the big stocks have, they've been driving the markets and they've been driven higher by AI as well. What should a more broadly focused investor be looking at besides, of course, these top-heavy names? That's a good question. Yeah, that's and a smart observation too, I would say. Um, the breadth of the market, as we started to say at the very beginning here, is not very broad. You know, there are very few companies that are you know, doing very well and, and making new market highs regularly in the market these days. They tend to be tech companies. They tend to be those companies also focused on AI, whereas a whole host of other industries and companies are having more and more challenges. The reason for that is a couple things. One, you're seeing inflation, which impacts negatively most businesses with higher costs. Then, of course, you've had interest rates climb substantially from effectively zero up to above 5% now, and they're likely to continue climbing a little, at least a little bit more. We'll see whether it's in June or July. And then lastly, you know, as I said earlier, the U.S. is at risk of a potential recession, uh, perhaps later this year or into next year. Certainly some leading economic indicators are pointing in that direction, and we can see that for sure still with the, the inverted yield curve. And then, of course, you know, you, you had a risk of a potential default with the U.S. government, and you also had a regional banking crisis, which doesn't seem to be fully resolved yet. And so with that, most companies are having issues, and, and you know, that's reflected in their stock prices. But, but in terms of breadth, you're seeing a couple mega companies, mega large companies and companies that have uh, exposure to AI growth. Uh, performing pretty well still. Okay. So, uh, George, you are a uh, you specialize in distress investment. So, if I were to use an analogy, it looks like we are 
playing a hopscotch of worry. There's, you know, there's inflation, there's interest rates and numbers are too hot, the debt ceiling. So as someone who we know who specializes in distress investments, what would you say is the chief worry for investors right now? And what's the, what's the next challenge for the markets? I think going forward, we're actually entering a time that's a little bit more normal than the last couple of years have been. Um, you're having a more normalized rate of interest uh, which is really the cost of borrowing money um, and the cost of lending. So interest rates have normalized from absurdly low level. And at the same time, you also have inflation. Uh, but with those two you know, kicking in, um, there's really been a reset in the fixed income market. And there are lots and lots of companies that are over leveraged and really aren't prepared for this kind of change. And, and I think what you'll see in the next couple quarters and in the next few years also is a reset of that environment and it'll inevitably lead to a certain number of bankruptcies where companies that borrow too much can't really adapt to the new current environment. And you're seeing it really just because of those macro changes, but also because of some secular changes in certain industries. Oh, okay. Thank you very much, George. That's all the time you have left. Uh, you have a good evening. All right, you as well. Thank you, Sean. Uh, thank you so much. And this is Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.